my voice isn't child friendly. I'm like uh, Satan. Not, not voice. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know, but it's also it just sounds like you're saying like, what? You don't think I have a child friendly voice? Like I'm whatever voice what? that thinks coming out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh me! <laughs> Fuck your children! Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I would say for the most part I'm PG thirteen. Really? Yeah, but when I decide to cross over the rated R line, I don't casually do it. I just jump all the way through it. I, I just I, like to go where the joke is. And the jo- and if the joke's right there and it's PG-13, I'm as into it as if the joke's right there and it's way not PG-13. I'm like, well, it's still the joke. I was in the Army, so I have a, a sailor mouth. Well, that doesn't make sense. That's a, I know. Is that that's, a joke? That's the point. I was in the <laughs> Army. I don't know why I don't know why it's like swear like a sailor like what about the army and the marines you know what I mean (laughs) they don't swear at all they're actually very famously clean-mouthed and articulate fine gentlemen no are you trolling me with this background that because you know that this is audio only you're like you know what I'm gonna get them uh I did a virtual show last night uh we had about 25 people and I posted this up Mm. and uh we had maybe like eight people who didn't put up their video. And I said, you know, if you don't want to turn on your video, we understand, mm-hmm. you know, you probably have a disgusting room or something, but sure. post your political preference so we can make fun of you. And then I posted this one. Yeah, um, which for those listening, it's Kanye West 2020. <laughs> oh, we're already Picture. recording. Cool. I'm always recording. You're always I, don't know, I don't know when the beginning of the episodes are at the end of the episodes till after we tape. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, so it is it is Kanye 2020, you know, comically. Like, honestly, like, he's just, I mean, I think any choice would be better than our two options currently. I have a shirt my buddy made me, and it says straight out of options. It has that whole, like, straight out of Compton logo. Of course, yeah. It's straight out of options. I love it. Um, but I had this background up, and, it, and a couple people were like, whoa, dude. And I was like, what, too soon? You know what I mean? Uh, oh, it's a fire. It's a it's fire. A, it's a gender specific fire. <laughs> you, can, you can see a house burning in the background. <laughs> yeah, but that house is the future home of a boy that we know is a boy because the color was blue before it all went up. <laughs> Dude, it's funny you said that. Um, you know, I've saw so many posts about this gender reveal fire shit that shit storm that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw someone uh, <laughs> post a photo that just struck a chord. I couldn't stop laughing. And it was just, uh, it said, meanwhile in America, and it just sh- said gender reveal parties, and it shows a nuclear bomb, and the nuclear bomb was blue. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. That's that's right. I wish it was. I wish that's how we did it. <laughs> Go big. Yeah, that's true. That's what we do. We go big despite <laughs> all other consequence. We're so proud to go big. We don't care about if it's right to go big. <laughs> so we're recording. Yeah, you can hear my voice is all good and everything. It's yeah, sure. everything sounds good. Cool, dude. I plan on not directing you in, the, in that sort of way for the rest of the episode. Sweetness. Yeah. So Chris Kidder, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Aaron Michael Marsh. Please, all three names to be casual. <laughs> I don't like that I use all three names, but I, I'm stuck with it. You know, it's funny you said it when uh, when you came onto my show, I did all the marketing as Aaron Marsh. Mm-hmm. 
and then I realized your your Instagram tag was Aaron Ilm Marsh, and I was like, oh, there's another Ilm in there. When I was putting it all into mm-hmm. the marketing stuff, and I was like, okay, yeah, he wants to put his middle initial in there. And then I watched your your stand-up video, and they introduced you as Aaron Michael Marsh. I was like, oh, well, maybe I need to do that. So I changed everything. I think. Oh, thank you so much for doing that. Although I'm not a stickler for that. Oh, okay. I, I feel like correcting somebody on that is like, please call me Mr. You know, like it's very, <laughs> it just feels like you're already being a problem. and I'm already like finding a thing to correct you once. So I never do. Yeah. I, I just covered it in the last episodes. So I won't go into it too in depthly, but Aaron Marsh is a singer. So I can't just use that name and blast it out there. Cause people look for that. Yeah. And so I put my middle name in there, but at the time that I did that Instagram handles weren't long enough to have all three. So I just went with the middle initial. And so I pretty much just grabbed all of it. I've just grabbed all of it. All of it's correct. However, anybody wants to do it, go ahead. In fact, it's great- Starbucks, if you spell my name E-R-I-N, I won't correct you. Dude, it's a great name. Thanks. I like it. I like the way it rolls. Aaron Michael Morris. It, it, it's oh, fantastic. Dude, I'll sell I it would No, <laughs> no, I'm broke. Uh, no, dude, I, w- I mean, I wouldn't change it. If there's an Aaron Marsh uh, musician, stick with your Aaron Michael Marsh. I mean, it, it, it pops. It rolls nicely together. It isn't like, you know, Aaron Stanford Marsh, you know, but, uh, you know what I mean? That would sound really odd. I don't know. I think Plus, I, I hate Stanford. Oh, is that why you said that? <laughs> I don't know. It's honestly was the first name to pop in my head for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I don't know. Like, I, I mean, the way that it rolls nicely. See, my name is very common. I always thought I was a one of a kind. And then I left my little small town outside of Buffalo, New York, and come to find out there was another Chris Kidder one town away uh, mm-hmm. who was two years younger than me. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's weird. Well, good thing I'm getting the F out of here. Do I need it? I can't swear, can I? Can I swear? You can do whatever you want. Okay, cool. So I was Your like, kids don't get... listen to this. No, no, no. Not, not for at least six months. But they like... Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Not because of him, but I was like, you know, I'm glad I found out, you know, this <laughs> world's too small for mm-hmm. Chris Kears. So I left. I came to uh, L.A. Uh, many, many months later. And I have recently, like within the last few years, found out that there are 13 Chris Kidders in L.A. County. Um, Chris Kidders. I was like, expecting more. <clears throat> uh, there's yeah. a lot of Aaron Marshes, believe it or not. When Facebook and MySpace first became a thing. Yeah, it's like I forget how many it maxed out on MySpace, or it was like you could only show you up to five thousand matches of a name. Wow. But whatever it maxed out on, Aaron Marsh would max out on it. You couldn't find me on those things because of it. Wow. Yeah, I so, see. I don't say I don't. I haven't gone that deep in search for my name. I just know mm-hmm. that there's thirteen Chris Kidders, or there was the last time I looked. Um, <laughs> one's a realtor, and her name's Christina. But oh, she, that goes by, she goes by Chris, of course. Uh, there's and it, this, this is how small our, our world is. So uh, years ago, I went to USC for business, studied finance, all that shit. And, and what do you I hate started, Stanford? I know. And then, I, yeah. So then I started interviewing uh, for companies. I interviewed with Disney and I was doing a, um, what do you call it? When you got like three or four people, it was like a interview. Yeah, it was an interview with like three or four people in, the, in their finance department. And they're like, well, you know, we just want to let you know, we already have a Chris Kidder that works in our department. I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, we already have a Chris Kidder, but we loved your, your, your resume and everything, but your name really popped when we saw it because we mm-hmm. had someone. So we had to bring you in. 
So I felt like I was like a joke to them, right? But they're like, what should we call you if we decide to hire you? And I was like, Chris Kidder. And mm-hmm. I was like, or you can just call me Kidder. And they're like, oh, well, we already call him Kidder. And I was like, okay. And then it was like, this was before comedy. And I was like, okay, like this is so weird. I didn't get the job. And then like two years later, I, I met his best friend and then him and I connected on social media. It was, it was very weird. But he worked. Then like, you guys became best friends. You're like, you know what? I'm going to take his best friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm take his best friend. I would love it if Disney was like, hey, we just fired a different Chris Kidder and we haven't changed any of the name tags on his office yet, <laughs> which is why we have you here. We're actually interviewing for the next Chris Kidder and these other two legally decided they would change our names if they got it. You wouldn't have to. Dude, like that, that episode a- of the Brady Bunch where they like were just trying to find a singer that fits the suit. <laughs> oh my god dude like do you reference that that's so old <laughs> yeah i watched the brady bunch as a kid didn't how, we all watch how, the brady bunch we did i was like how old are you i'm 70 no they not. were new when i watched them yeah i'm <laughs> i'm their age well i'm look i'm almost 42 and to me you look like you're about 27 so i'm like you, thank you, you know the brady in bunch? reality i'm 38 years old yeah, drugs so are we bad would have, to me. <laughs> we would have been in high school at the same time. I just drink a lot of water. That's all it is. You're drinking your sodas. What soda is that? Uh, it's called a Smoky Coke. A, what's in a Smoky Coke? It's a very... Like you dip pe- a cigarette a, in it? Kind of. It's a very peaty, smoky scotch. Oh. It's a very popular drink in ireland scotland um during the summer months it's like their refreshing drink they and it's pour- a popular drink out here during fire season yeah absolutely i was introduced to it recently and i'm in love with it of course like i like if i have like a, a 15 16 18 year scotch which i have those bottles like i won't ever mix that so you got to get like a really shitty smoky yeah. coat, like a smoky That's how all scotch. of it is <laughs> if you're putting soda in it it's because it needs soda. It needs a soda amount of sugar to become drinkable. Bro, I was at Costco a few days ago, and my my wife saw me eyeballing a three hundred dollar bottle of McCollins, eighteen uh, year old Scotch, right? And she was like, "Keep in mind, this what? was the guy that told me he was broke at the beginning of the conversation." Well, that was Keep a going. lie. That was a lie. But anyway, like, <laughs> so so I'm looking at this bottle, and then my wife comes up behind me. She's just like, "Are you?" gonna mix your coke with that and i was like yeah absolutely like each glass is gonna be a 30 dollars glass <laughs> like why no yeah. you don't mix coke with the 300 dollars scotch you don't want a 50 dollars bottle of coke come on <laughs> 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 but what if like i don't know the rock comes over and he's like hey can you give me a whiskey and coke but like the best whiskey and coke of my life what are you gonna do i'd charge him you'd charge he can afford it. <laughs> if it's The Rock, he can afford it. I'm not saying he couldn't afford it, but you know, when you try to impress a person, you don't also give him an invoice. I don't know, man. If he's at my house, he's got to be impressed with me. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, why else would he be at my house? <laughs> you don't know. Maybe his car broke down. He has to walk up to the door and be like, That's hey, true. this is embarrassing. I'm The Rock. And um, everything's taken care of. I just got to not stand outside because it will cause a crowd. But I will require the best whiskey and Coke I can have I think, while I wait I, this out. I think at that point, bro, like I would have to like coach him in drinking and be like, you're obviously an amateur drinker. You and your tequila, whatever agave drink you have. Created. Is that what he does? Yeah, he, he created some agave brand, like agave tequila brand 
I don't know. Like he's been really pushing it on it on social media for like the last two or three years. That doesn't mean he drinks it. I assume anybody with he does his on his body videos. type. Yeah, exactly. For the videos. Yeah, he probably pukes it But you don't have that after. body type if you're like doing all that. Exactly. It's the, the male binge and purge. Well, it's also it's also vodka, which could just be water. You know, like to all of us, it looks like tequila to him. Oh, you're like, right. Oh, it's water. Yeah, he's a movie star. He can fake this stuff. And he never makes that nasty like vodka face like after. He no, he can't either. He's a pro wrestler. He would ruin his image if he made that face. <laughs> He's used to getting punched in the face and not selling it. Like, that's what he does. <laughs> or actually, since he's a pro wrestler, he'd be the guy who throws the vodka over his shoulder, doesn't hit his mouth at all, but acts like he does it. Yeah. Where he then sells it. And he's like, oh, that was gnarly. <laughs> like, bro, we see it dripping down your back. And he was just like, shh, sell it. You're you're the uh, you're the big wrestling person, right? You were on my show, weren't you? The one yeah, who said that yeah, you're an avid wrestling wrestler. Fan. Yeah, absolutely dude, that's right. awesome. Like, when did that start? Like, were you like a little kid, or did it start when you were a teenager, or what? It would be scary if I was like three years ago. It started at 35 <laughs> years old. <laughs> I know that's why I asked. No, I was a kid. I was like 12. I it started because my brother got into it. He was like eight. And so I just rooted against whoever my brother's wrestlers were fighting. So my brother was a big fan of Bret Hart and Bret Hart had a huge rivalry with Shawn Michaels. So because my brother loved Bret Hart, I loved Shawn Michaels just to troll him. Just to but troll then, him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the amount of times it would happen throughout the year where you're trolling him and you're watching the matches, you start to really enjoy it. You start to get into well, they're, it. Well, they're very entertaining, dude. I mean, they're super entertaining. And you don't gotta sell me on this. I, I know, but this. I know, but for your listeners, like, I mean, I'm I'm not an avid wrestler fan. I'm not. I'm just not. But what's your wrestling? What's your embarrassing kid thing you like outside of unicorns, which which we're gonna get to? <laughs> um, as a kid, honestly, like my thing was micro machines. I played a lot with a lot of cars. Like that was my love. Like I loved playing. Yeah. I had all kinds of cars. I had remote control cars, um, but I loved micro machines. I had a shit ton of micro machines, and I had, and then you know, I would I would lose them because they were so mm-hmm. damn small. Of course, uh, that's the point. But, but I just I had a huge like love for for cars, model cars. You know where you find some micro machines when you lose them? Underneath half of a walnut shell. <laughs> or in the grass if you if you fall in the grass without a shirt and it stabs you in the back yeah. oh yeah they should have had that when they shrunk the kids they should have had a yeah, full-size right. car that they drove yeah dude where was that rick moranis actually i've said multiple times before my dream guest for the show is the micro machine guy oh that guy had you know that guy set the guinness world record for a fastest talking yeah of course um, that's why he got all those jumps yeah. yeah and he lives in burbank he's out here He's retired. I know all about this guy. I really? love this guy. Oh, I love him. <laughs> He's one of the best. Stalker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he goes to the Ralphs that I go to that's not near me. I just go to it because he goes to it. Yeah. That's not, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> if you could see his face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although the closest thing I've done to that behavior is Henry Rollins talked about how he goes to a Starbucks, the same Starbucks in Burbank. And so when I'm in Burbank, I always hit a different Starbucks to be like, is this the one Henry Rollins hangs out at? Is this the day I meet him? I've never met him. I keep trying. 
we have mutual friends. It shouldn't be this hard. And I'm pretty sure when I do meet him, I'm like, I'm a big fan. He'll just look me up and down and be like, yeah, I can tell. You look kind of <laughs> like me in the sense <laughs> you, you dress like me. And you're like, I do. I do almost on purpose. I, I get you. Wait, so at what age did you get into unicorns? And is it because your sister got into My Little Ponies and that was the rival? So you decided to. No, dude. I've. Uh, no, honestly, dude. Like, I would say it's probably about 10 years ago. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm like in my 30s. It was, yeah. it was a later development. My. Um, I don't know, dude. Like, the world has, like, I know people are like, oh, you shouldn't have kids in this world. Well, it's like, well, okay, you're, I'm, first off, like, if you're like, oh, you shouldn't have kids, you know, today's world is so fucked up. It's like, no, dude, like, 100 years ago, the world was really fucked up. Go back 500 years ago. Fuck, man. If you looked at someone wrong, you're a witch. You know what I mean? We're going to burn your ass. Sure. Right? Go back 1,000 years ago, it was even worse. So, like, mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? So, so I don't, I'm not a believer in, like, oh, the world is a, is a horrible place to raise kids. And, but, uh, you know, we do have a lot, all these news sources throwing negative shit in our face all the time. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the explosion of social media over the last 15, 20 years, you know, now there's so we're, we've hit this information age where there's just so much information and most of it's really negative. So um, I realized that, you know, at an earlier age and I just, you know, started going, you know, is this where, do I really want to keep absorbing all of this? Um, and so I really like started just trying to be a positive person, even though I, mm-hmm. I have my moments. Like a lot of people think I'm yelling at them because I have a loud voice and, you know, or, you know, I'm, I might come across as too honest to some people because I'm just very, you know, blunt sometimes. Uh, but uh, it, it honestly had to do with just, there's so much negative shit and i have a daughter who's 13 mm-hmm. uh, my son is six um but when my daughter was you know younger three four five years old i just realized like i need to try to make her laugh more be a positive mm-hmm. person in her life she was very and still is very sensitive kid and and i love that about her and um and i love how how I just, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know where it was, but I saw a unicorn. I was like, man, I love unicorns. They're, they're so awesome. Like, why does, and my, my thought was like, why, why does the gay community get to claim unicorns in rainbows? Mm-hmm. And that honestly, like, was a thought that went to my head. See? And I'm like, is that, is that even a thing? And I was like, well, it feels like it is because you go, you, okay, every person who's gay, like wears rainbows on their shirts and shit like that. And I'm like, well, that's, that's cool. That's the symbol they want to latch onto because it's all these multiple colors. It's a very inclusive to see the whole spectrum. Uh, you know, I, I love all that, but I'm like, me too. Like I, I should, you know, I'm not gay. I, but I'm a happy person if you want to say yeah. gay. And, and I just, I love it, dude. I love the symbol of, a, a, of a rainbow and the unicorn is like, is to me, it's just a majestical animal that it's just, I don't know anyone who looks at a unicorn and says, fuck unicorns. You know what I mean? It's a very mm-hmm. happy animal, dude. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. Like, I just kind of latched onto it. You know, so, some people are like, oh, you know, eagle, that's my uh, spirit animal or, you know, alligator or whatever their shit is. Like, I was just like, you know, I like unicorns. I like 
being different. I like odd people. I'm attracted to mm-hmm. people who are very different and strange. Um, one of my close friends, I met him at USC. I met him. I heard his laugh from across the auditorium and I literally heard it and it was like a beacon. And I was like, who the hell is laughing like that? Cause he has his really like <laughs> really high pitched <laughs> laugh. Yeah. Like it's hysterical. And I was like, I have to go find this guy. And I got, cause I could tell it was a dude, but it was really high pitched. So I went and met this guy and we became great friends. And my wife is like, why are you always like meeting weird people? And I was like, I love it. I love strange. I love Mm -hmm. people who are different. I don't need to be the status quo or like everyone who's, you know, the same as everyone. You know what I mean? I like finding people who are different. And that was one of my things with like the unicorn. It's like, it's different. And I've had people, you know, go like, dude, like, why, what's, what's your thing with unicorns? It's like, well, dude, they're different. I love them. Like they, they're, they're, they're positive creatures to me. Well, I assumed it was from your childhood. Maybe like you just like had a thing towards it. Or like I have a lot of friends that just love some mythical creatures. Like like one of my best friends, Jeff, loves Bigfoot. Is obsessed with Bigfoot. Yeah. And they're to me, they're the same. Bigfoot and unicorn yeah. are the same. Sure. Uh, in fact, when I think of unicorn, I don't even think of rainbows. I think specifically of a horse with a big horn out of it. And it could be like a gnarly epic Dio thing. Like Dio could ride in on it like a demonic unicorn, you know, like, and it would just make sense. You know, like, it seems like to me, like I immediately saw it on your bed and was like metal. Like, I don't know why I was just like, Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. If there was a real unicorn, it would, it would be what soldiers ride into battle with. Yeah. And I, dude, it's funny you say that if you go online and like, look up all the like, you know, fan art of like unicorns, there's a lot of the, the dark unicorn mm-hmm. stuff, flames and shit coming out of them. And oh, for sure. crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah. Girls that have like things of fairies on the wall also have unicorns that look pretty majestic. Yeah. Yeah. I did a photo shoot once with a unicorn, clearly not a real one. We had to get a unicorn prop horn. And it was, it was the coolest because, you know, we're in Los Angeles. So we're setting up the photo booth. We got a fake horse and we got the horn, but we got them separately. We had to have the horn made for it. And it was like fitted for the thing. And then I had to go pick it up. When I picked it up, the guy was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he like went into a room that had a bunch of horse heads. Like, do you ever see the movie Prancer? No. It's a movie about a reindeer. Prancer, okay. the reindeer yeah, from Prancer, Santa. Yeah. yeah, he comes down and hangs out with the kid in real life down here. And that guy like made Prancer. He opened the door and Prancer was there. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's animatronic. We can hook it up if you want. And you're like, no, no, we're, we're fine. <laughs> but also like, well, I, I wanted to, but you also are like, that sounds like it's a half an hour of bothering you for this to watch the mouth move. But I do want to <laughs> see it. But he had a room. He had a room of multiple kinds of unicorns and horses and all these other things. He also had a room of babies and a room of devil stuff. It was the coolest. This prop master was the coolest. I still drive past it because it's in Burbank all the time. And I'm just like, I wonder if he's still in there. I wonder if I could just knock on the door and be like, hey, can I just spend an hour going through your stuff and bothering you? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would say no pretty fast. But also, what if he just really wants to be celebrated? Maybe. Especially I should now. just show up with the podcast equipment and be like, hey, listen. Do you want my podcast guest right now? Why it's would he say? Why would he say people. no to that, dude? It's... Because maybe he's busy building another unicorn. Yeah, he's good I enough. Should... I, you should try. Yeah, it. I should. I think I should reach out. I reached out to a couple random people, and uh, none of them have said yes yet, but one of them will. 
like I reached out to the guy that does Kermit the Frog's uh, voice after Jim Henson. He's like semi-retired now. Okay. But I follow him on Instagram and like he doesn't have many followers because he's like Kermit's famous. He's not famous. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you know, what's funny is uh, it's funny you brought this up. This guy, his name's Mark Ringelberg and he's, okay, in, well, he's in Burbank or Glendale. Uh-huh. He's in Glendale right here on San Fernando Boulevard. Okay. It's a yeah. giant prop house. I didn't know it existed until about two weeks ago. Now, wait, which prop house is it? There's a couple. In it's Burbank. called LCW props. Okay. Yeah. Now here's what happened. I had a bunch of aluminum and there is a recycling place on San Fernando. Yeah. Some people are listening. don't know that, but it's irrelevant. I, I park at this place. Come to find out, I meet the owner. Uh, mm-hmm. Long story short, he finds out I'm a grip in the film industry doing lighting on sets, right? And he goes, hey, man. He goes, here, I'll give you cash for the aluminum. Great. He goes, follow me. Mm-hmm. And I start following him down the alley. And at this point, I'm like, what the hell is going on? There's this guy yeah. who's like 60 years old, invited me into the alley. And he's like, oh, no, come on, follow me. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> so here I am, like kind of 10 steps behind him, you know, ready to throw a fist. Like, what does this dude want? Like, this is weird. Because yeah. he didn't give me any information. But I start following him. I was, just, I was curious. Mm-hmm. He goes to the building next to the recycling place and goes, here, follow me in. And I was like, okay. I'll, again, mm-hmm. like, I mean, the guy's, what's he going to do? Beat me up? He's like 25 no. years older than me. Yeah, exactly. So we walk in. Dude, I was blown away. So there's three adjacent buildings to this recycling place. All He owns all of it. He owns the recycling place. He owns the three adjacent warehouses, all of its props. It's all, so the first thing I see is all this giant room that looks like servers. Like all these, mm. see all the LEDs yeah. going, all the, all the server lights and everything. And he's like, oh yeah, these are all the servers from the Jurassic Park movie. And I was oh. like, what? And he goes, yeah, this is, these are my prop houses. He's like, I want to take it for a tour. And I was like, are you serious? He goes, yeah. So we start walking through. The guy has, he, they do all, they, they've done all of the Marvel movies. So nice. all the, like they had tons of, you know, superhero stuff and everything. But anyways, if you want to meet a guy, he gave me his card and said, you want to shoot some of your sketches here? Let me know. You need to use something? He's like, you know, I'll hook you up, you know, but he might be a good person you can uh, go interview, dude. Like, I, oh, I'd love that. I lo- Prop cool. masters are amazing, dude. Pop they are amazing. Are incredible. There's a show on Disney Plus. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it's called now. Oh, it's called Prop Culture. Prop Culture, and, okay. Yeah, and the guy focuses on a movie, a Disney movie, clearly, because he's got to stay in brand. Yeah. And he reunites the actors with the props that they're famous for all these years later. So, like, he had Rick, Rick Moranis, and he did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and so he, like, found the Ray, and he got the glasses, and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, tell me a story about, you know, like, you putting on these glasses for the first time. And, like, yeah. he got the kids and, like, he got the, what is only left of the ant is, like, the skull. You know, yeah. it's steel, but it's shaped like an ant skull. You know, like, and, like, they're like, oh, yeah, here's your ant head friend. And they're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> but I find that stuff fascinating. And it's all over the place out here. Oh, yeah, almost there's tons accidental of them. a lot of the times. Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, who would have thought I'd get up to go throw throw some aluminum out of a recycling place, try to get some cash, 
And then be yeah. invited. I mean, literally spent 45 minutes walking through these three warehouses. Yeah, it's the coolest. Just had so much stuff. And he was naming all the movies. He has the, mm-hmm. like any of the big like studios. He has the walls down the hallways covered with actors who signed, sing- yeah. you know, signed uh, autographs for him. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was just, it was beautiful. I loved it, man. Yeah, I worked at the cemetery for Cinespia for years. And we would recreate the sets and bring in the props and stuff and quite commonly when we were trying to get the props that matched that we saw of the movies we'd actually get the props from the movies because they're out here and no one's renting them like we did goonies and we wanted a one uh eyes uh skeleton and so we were calling the prop houses to see if anybody had a one-eyed skeleton and the guy was like like the one from the goonies and we're like yeah and he goes i have the one from the goonies and we're like, okay, well, that's going to match the pictures. You know, one so we Willie. got that. Yeah, we got, we got the One-Eye Willie. One we I rented Willie. E.T. That, like, is by, uh, that is by, by the way, that's my favorite movie of all time, Goonies. Goonies? Oh, oh I hate it. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think it's awful. Uh, man. I'm okay. sorry. I know that's this okay. was going so pleasantly. I know. Um, it's okay. It, I just didn't see it as a kid. And so I, don't, I didn't see it with nostalgic eyes. Okay. I saw it as a 30-year-old man watching and being like, I guess see, I just don't get this one. See, I could see I could see if you watched it, you know, for the first time in your 30s or 40s going like, okay, because it's so dated at this point and you're yeah. just like, you know, I think right away you're going to kind of get you're going to get um pulled out of the actual Yeah, there needs to be a point in your life where you think you're one of the Goonies and you're well, like I, you're a part of it. Yeah, that and and my thing, I saw it as a young kid and I've probably seen that movie I I want to say because I've done rough approximations maybe 160 times sure. in my yeah. life. Um it's just one of the one of those movies that always plays in my house right now. It probably runs in my house with my kids. I don't know, at least 8 to 10 times a year. It's on the That's TV. That's great. Um, so your yeah, kids dude. have attached themselves to it as well. Oh, they they absolutely love it. Yeah. They love it. But it's, but the thing is, is like, I think if you watch it as a kid, it's just a fun journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, um, as an adult, I've had so many times of watching it. I've really analyzed the movie. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that, you know, it brings so many different people together to mm-hmm. try to accomplish one goal. And they go on this big journey and they cut all ties with their reality to go accomplish this goal. Like there's just so many things about it that I love. Um, yeah. Yeah. That all and sounds I, great. That I mean, like, I'm not, I shouldn't have said the word hate, you know, in the sense of like, <laughs> it's not like I'm like, you know, if I could abolish it from the planet, I would. Like, I'm not going to, I'm going to troll like, every person who hates, who loves the Goonies. I'm just going to make it a point <laughs> exactly. to troll them. <laughs> or if I had a kid, you know, like, and the kid was like, hey, dad, I watched the Goonies and I loved it. I wouldn't be like, get out of my house you know like there's, <laughs> you'd be like oh really did you want to own it you know like it wouldn't be a crazy thing but uh but i see all that although one of my favorite movies that i did watch repeatedly as a kid is taped in the same neighborhood as that which is unusual in my mind because it, yeah because it's a story of oregon yep. and that's um short circuit oh dude, short, short circuit, circuit was amazing i love that film. yeah that oh, was another incredible. that was another very good one i loved it dude Oh, dude, if that guy in the prop house is a Johnny Five, I'll get starstruck, like as if Hulk Hogan's right there. <laughs> well, our modern day uh, Johnny Five was what, Wally? When I saw Wally, I'm like, dude, they totally ripped, uh, uh, you know, oh, yeah, circuit, the, dude. 
well, what is it? The binocular eyes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was, it, it just felt really identical when I saw that. I was like, it was good. It was a great movie, but uh, just to, you know, there's so many, I mean, the imagination, I, I think, can only go so far. I think we're in a world where there's like almost no new thought. I've had this discussion with a couple of philosopher friends. Like there's no, we're in a, we're living in a world of no new thought. Like everything is mm-hmm. re-engineered or restructured thought, you know, it's just. For sure. Uh, well, know. also it's like, they really nailed the idea of showing emotion with a robot by having binocular eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's been 25 years. It's like, can we, can we take that? I mean, they really were taking a lot of things from silent movies too for Wally. I yeah. think Wally is brilliant. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. I'm a huge uh, Pixar fan. Dude, I'm the, too the, far into that. Dude, story. if you if you watch Wally and you if, if they struck uh, some of your heartstrings and you had tears in your eyes at some point to the oh, end, yeah. it was amazing because there was like almost no talking in that movie. Mm-hmm. Besides, what's his face, the the captain? You know what I mean? Yeah, but Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland's amazing. I love him. He's such. He's, he's one of my favorite. But but uh, I mean that movie was amazing. I love it. I, I think Pixar has done really good until recently. They've they've kind of fallen off their A game, I think. <laughs> okay, well, what makes them fall off their A game? Have you seen their last one, Onward? Right, is that what it was called? Yeah, I saw Onward. Yeah, it was okay. Onward. I thought it was garbage, to be honest, personally. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, again, I'm not going to sit here and say, I hated it, you know, because hate such a strong word. Okay, but so to you're going to quote me. But, yeah, but, but, <laughs> but, but, but personally, like, I just, I thought it was garbage. Like, there, it could, they had so much room to be amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I think it lacked the humor that Pixar is known for in all of their mm-hmm. films. I mean, Pixar, I mean, how do you, how do you do like, what have they done? Four tours, four toy stories. Mm-hmm. And I think three of them have won best animated, if not all four of them. And I yeah, mean, for it's, sure. it's, it's, you are on your A game when you can do that. Um, I think. Uh, but they, every couple of years they have a clunker, you know, like that's what happens. They Honestly, they like if you, if you, if, if you look from the beginning, like most of them have done well in the box office. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've only made, like, 12 movies, and eight of them are classics. Yeah. Yeah, but the other four have definitely fallen to the wayside. You know, like, there is A Bug's Life, which I don't think is that good. And then there's, um, what is the Good Dinosaur is, like, very forgettable. The Good Dinosaur is definitely forgettable, yeah. You know, like, but, in this but, but here's the, that but here's dinosaur the, category. But here's the thing. Good Dinosaur, like, I watched it. And there was still stuff in there that was relatable as a parent and having kids mm-hmm. and everything like onward should feel that way because it's two boys trying to, you know, bring back their dad or whatever. There, there should have mm-hmm. been that, that, you know, that it made me feel to closer it. to my pants, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 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 to your khakis, right? Like, yeah, no, exactly. exactly. Like it just didn't, it just didn't feel like I didn't feel anything. You know, it made and me I, want to wear the same pair of pants every day for the rest of my life. Yeah, and honestly, dude, I've seen all the Pixar films, and even like the, their clunkers were clunkers financially, maybe, but they still yeah. made a profit. They didn't lose money; they made a profit. Yeah. And then at the same time, I enjoyed them to a certain degree. Like even a Bug's Life, like there was humor, the humor element in it that I was like, oh, I like this. As far as the storyline went, it was like, okay, this is so predictable. Mm-hmm. And you know this is you know the best part of it I think was Kevin Spacey, you know being the grass playing Hopper. Oh yeah, hey. sorry, that disgusting person. Yeah, 
Yeah, the disgusting <laughs> grasshopper. <laughs> he was the best. They should have got Dennis Hopper for that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Dennis Hopper would have been a good option. Yeah, I'm sure that must have been their top option. There's no I way still, it didn't come up I, in conversation. I still quote – I quote him all the time, dude. Anytime someone proposes, like, some weird question, I always say, shoot the hostage. That's my answer. I mean, I just – do you remember what movie that's from? Speed. Speed. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Boom. A, I love that dude. Dennis you Hopper, man. I know we just covered that we're, we're the same age, but I do like that every time I've ever referenced something that is appropriate for our age – you pop really big as if like that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I know. I love it. How is this a thing? Well, I'm so used to talking to little kids every day. You know what I mean? I know, I but I'm, we're pretty close to little kids. Let's be honest. Yeah. But like, I dude, I don't get out much anymore. <laughs> Nobody does. We're legally not allowed to get out. I know. Like since March, like I, I've been trapped in my house with a 13 year old and a six year old. So. Yeah. But hasn't that also been like a blessing in disguise? Stop. <laughs> oh, Mr. Positivity doesn't want to go down this positive. No, road. but there's, but there's always the dark humor side, bro. And I definitely have that. So I love cracking jokes. I no, know. dude, absolutely. Like, uh, like with, with everything going on, being home, I, I feel fortunate that I, one, have a wife that has a great job. She works at Cedars in a hospital, um, mm-hmm. you know, so she's an essential worker. So she has her job. Uh, me being in the film business, I lost all that. But I'm happy that, you know, because it's a good job, it put me at the top of unemployment. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm very, I feel very uh, blessed to be able to stay home with my kids. It's someone that either my wife or I are, able to be here with them and for them i think that's really important but at the same time it doesn't doesn't mean i don't have my moments where i'm losing my Mm -hmm. freaking mind dude like i need adult conversation uh or even like or even like like, i invite you to have adult conversation i'm like you want to talk about pixar movies and unicorns and you're like (laughs) finally an adult conversation (laughs) yeah but at least we can crack jokes and I can say fuck if I want. You know what I mean? I don't swear around my kids. <laughs> oh, you don't? Do your kids know you swear? I'm sure they do. I'm sure. Well, my daughter, like she's 13. She's, she's very smart and she knows. Like, cause mm-hmm. one, I've let it slip a couple of times, but it's usually cause I'm really pissed. Um, yeah. Or two, like, I'll say like, oh my God, that's huge AF. And she knows, she knows that means as fuck. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Teenagers made that up. They, they know. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> She's like, Dad, you're talking like my age now. You're like, ah, shit. I mean. Yeah. And she, yes. Uh, yeah, she, uh, and I, I started growing on TikTok and she didn't. So I think she's jealous and she gets mad Aww. at me because I, because she has, she's had friends ask her, like, oh, is it, you know, hold up their phone. Is this your dad? <laughs> <laughs> she told me that. And I'm like, seriously? And she's like, yeah. She goes, I have friends who are following you that, didn't know you were my dad until they asked. <laughs> That's funny. What are you doing on TikTok? Dancing? No, dude. Everyone says TikTok is dancing. No. It's like, if you remember Vines. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Go ahead. If you remember Vines, right? If you're doing Vines, like the short little 15-second oh. videos, dude. So I do humor. You know, I try to uh-huh. make humorous videos. Um, I try to find stuff that's trending. I'll try to 
mock it or whatever. I've had a few videos go viral. Like it's just, it's That's great. It's, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun outlet. I haven't been so active with it this year in 2020 because I've really been focusing on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's funny you say, like, dude, I was on, I was on TikTok about two years before it got huge here in the U.S., um, which was the beginning of 2019. It really blew mm-hmm. up with Will Smith being one of the first celebrities to kind of embrace it. And um, once I saw this huge, like, landslide of people coming over, like, especially celebrities, I was like, oh, TikTok, they're fucking ruining everything. Like, I was so pissed. <laughs> well, why don't you put up, like, because you do that game show. It's great. You should plug it right now. Kidder's Comedy Corner on YouTube. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a quiz show where you have three comics going up against each other, and you told us to, like, joke around and go hard on each other, which yeah. we had a blast doing. But there could easily be clips you cut right out of that and just put straight on the TikTok and merge them all together. That's true. That's true. And that's actually a really good suggestion. Um, and so maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll play around with the idea. And then if I, if it does really well, I'll be like, hey, thank you, Aaron Michael Marsh. You're the best. Hey, if it does really well, <laughs> just give me a million dollars. That's, that's the level of well we're talking, right? Like where you can yeah. just toss around millions of bucks. Uh, dude, I really wish I could. They say money oh, can't buy dude. you happiness, but Daniel Tosh says it does because you've never seen a person on a jet ski with a yeah. frown on their face. Yeah, when he exactly. said that, dude, I was laughing. I was like, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly. Like, I, I'll never forget. Like, I uh, it's a joke that uh, money doesn't buy happiness, but poverty does buy depression. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris Kidder, uh, I just met him a couple weeks ago loved his energy loved his excitement he's new to comedy and he told me right away i was like dude i want to get to meet everybody i want everyone to meet me i want to do their shows i want to have them on my shows and like i we talked about briefly on the thing he does the game show chris kidder corner that i did with willie mack and now him and then next week's guest anastasia washington was also on that show like i had such a good time i invited the whole show afterwards and i was like guys in this next week we're all doing the podcast i'm gonna release it for a whole month that's how much fun I had with Chris Kidder on his game show. Check it out. Chris Kidder Corner. <laughs> it's just called Kidder Corner. I just threw his name in there. That's just me. Uh, check him out on TikTok, as he said. He's blowing up on it. And the game show's fun. If you guys want more of me, which I haven't heard anyone say that that's what they want, that's where you find it, for Chris Kidder at least. Fun episode. Good talk. Great guy. Uh, happy to have him around. Guy who works in the grip industry. We didn't even talk about the grip stuff. But, meh, you got to leave someone for the next episode. So, next week, we have Anastasia Washington. And then after that, we got a friend of mine named Mark Ayala. Love that guy. I'm just going to tell you guys the order of these things as they happen all the time. Uh, Love it. The pins are selling really well. Thank you for buying the pins. If you want a pin and a sticker combination and you don't have it yet, Venmo me at Aaron M. Marsh. Leave your address. I mail it to you, then you post pictures of it, and I repost it, and everyone's happy. I also made a couple t-shirt designs. Don't know what I'm going to do with that yet, but I'll give you a hint. It's a t-shirt design. So figure that out. Uh, what else do I got to tell you guys? Right now, I feel like nothing. I just I recently went to my first outdoor show since pandemic, 
and it is not a secret I was not comfortable. Don't know if I'm going to be doing those yet. Uh, a lot of people. A lot of people. Yikes. Um, unless, of course, you threw that show, then I didn't say yikes at all. Mm-mm. Then I did not. <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with me. Keep listening. I say too much after I say my catchphrase. Thank you for putting up Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong. Whether I find a place in this world or never belong. I've got to be me.